Hi everyone and welcome to the 10th episode of Sick Life with Katie, the podcast where I pretend to be Christian Slater uh, during Pump Up the Volume and no one listens to. So I wanted to talk today about traveling. Um, As a sick person, traveling can be very difficult to impossible. A lot of people aren't able to travel at all. I go in and out. Um, It's been a hard thing for me to deal with lately. I used to love traveling and travel all the time when I was younger. But um, I, with being sick, you know, over probably about at least half in the last year, at least half, if not more of the trips. And by that, I mean, like, even like small day trips, you know, we don't, with four kids, we're not able to do a lot. Um, But, and usually we travel without them because cost, annoyance, you know, whatever. Um, but I've had to cancel a lot of trips that I've planned and it's hard. Um, just whenever you come up against something that you used to be able to do so easily, I mean, I, you know, would go for months to Southeast Asia or Guatemala and just go and be able to make it work. And I've never been an athlete or anything, so then I wasn't doing a lot of, like, hiking and stuff like that, but I could, you know, walk around the towns and, and see stuff, and now, even if I do go somewhere, it's, there's also a lot of things I'm not as easily able to do. My favorite things are to just go to somewhere I've never been and just walk around and just kind of, you know, poke into stuff, um, eat, and, but it, you know, requires a lot of kind of moving at the pace of the, the foot pace. Right, you know, where you kind of can like, oh, poke in and out, and having the energy to do all that, and it's hard because now when I, the times I am able to travel, there's a lot of just kind of going to one destination and then back to the hotel or somewhere else where I'm staying. I do like to stay in hotels uh, because sometimes the social interactions that you have to do with friends, and by hotels I mean Airbnbs too, where you don't have to talk to the people, or just. But I especially like hotels because there's just so little interaction required, and that could because that even that that can be really draining. I'm a total extrovert, and I can be super drained by, you know, all those pleasant, polite conversations that I would feel. And even if they don't, my hosts don't expect that from me. I was socialized as a woman, and to expect myself to do that, so it gets really exhausting. But if you're staying in hotels and stuff, it becomes a lot more expensive. And I do want to talk about different tips um, in, in a couple of minutes that I, that some people, some friends uh, gave me when I asked about travel tips and ones that I've learned myself about traveling while sick. But depending on different things, you know, some the way chronic illness just makes some things impossible at certain times is really hard. There's nothing that you can do, even if you literally got to the place, maybe, you know, then what's the point if all you're going to do is be in bed the whole time? I know that uh, a couple years ago when I was sick but not uh, not as sick as I am now, I, my husband and I took a trip to Minneapolis for a little bit, for like four or five days, and there were friends there from high school that I hadn't seen in ages that I really wanted to see, and we planned to meet up with them you know, the last day we were there is what worked out for their schedules. And because 
I had done too much. I wasn't able to meet up with him even in our hotel. I was just too, I was so sick and bad that I couldn't do anything. And it's hard and it's sad dealing with that and realizing that you can no longer do things that you used to love, or at least at this point, you know, you're no longer going to do it. Um, which actually segues into an update I have. And that is that, so I'm going, um, Saturday, I am hoping to make it to the Buffalo zine fair. Buffalo is about a two and a half hour drive from here. It's not too bad. Um, but if I'm able to, I'm hoping to go to that because the second issue of Chronic Illness Girl is out. I just got the first bash printed yesterday. They're, the, they're a little rough. They, there needs to be a little bit of work on the, on the stuff, but I have a bunch printed. So uh, the first kind of crappy batch is ready to go. And if you want a copy, you can email me at sicklifepodcast at gmail.com. And I will tell you how to get one from... Um, cost is zero to a million dollars, whatever you can and want to pay. Um, and also actually that it made me think, so another time I was able to get out of my house recently, which it doesn't happen often besides work, which I've just gotten home from. Um, I was at the mall with my friend and she had mentioned listening to my podcast and how when I have guests on, I have more kind of more energy and a more upbeat. And I was thinking about that. And it's true. I mean, I am, I'm a super extrovert, like on the Myers-Briggs test, I like score like off the charts with extroversion. Um, as I've gotten older, I need a lot of, I actually need a lot of time by myself, but I am energized by people, which is, you know, the definition of an extrovert. And, and she was just noting that. And I was thinking one of the things that makes a difference is that if I have, I mean, so far it's only been shot, but there'll be more people. I do like, I prefer to have guests than it be just me, but um, I prefer most to keep doing this for my own, for my own skills, for my own, I mean, hopefully someone gets something out of this, but even if they don't, I am. So I'm going to keep doing it and you don't have to listen, but please do because <laughs> almost no one does. Um, anyway. So, and part of it has to do with the fact that when there are people here, or when I'm, you know, or when I'll have Sean, like, be like, okay, let's go record, I'm in a better place physically, when I'm able to have that energy. So, right now, I just got home from work, and while I'm kind of tired from work, I was well enough to work today, so I feel like I am pretty energized, or, or more energized than other times, and sometimes it's just me, and I'm feel miserable and horrible. And I think it's important. It's important for me to document those two and have that be part of this too. Cause that's kind of the point is to, for other people too, to note the differences and to just have it be out there that, okay, this is, you know, someone who can be like happy and, you know, is naturally, I'm naturally pretty outgoing and talkative. Um, sometimes because of my illnesses, I end up kind of almost, I don't want to say a shell of myself because that's ugh, whatever. I'm still myself, but, um, it sounds very different and I have way less energy and I want to be able to 
for myself and other people to note that and, and see how chronic illness works and how it is, you know, some days are good, some days are bad. And this is the lowest level because of the system I have here, which I know isn't that great, but, you know, I literally only have to plug something into an extension cord and then plug something into my computer and then just be in bed, sit in bed and talk into this microphone. So it's kind of the lowest bar to entry to be able to record this stuff and to be able to to have it in the world and to have it for my own records and my own understanding of what's going on with my body and just for other people to see that, you know, whether they're sick or not, that that these take real impacts. So, so going back into traveling, um, yeah, I mean, it's similar, you know, all this goes hand in hand with, with energy levels and you don't know, you can get to a place and feel relatively okay. And then the trip there could have taken everything out of you and you're just in bed the whole time, or you need to go to the emergency room or to urgent care or other things. Um, so no matter what, I feel like there's definitely at least a lot more work and planning. And in a second, I'll talk about the travel tips and you'll see a lot of it has to do with, okay, putting X, this work into it and that work into it. And so traveling for a lot of us takes even more energy, which is basically like the thing that we have the least of. So I don't know. It's amazing that anyone is able to go anywhere. Um, I was a few weeks ago now in California for um, a couple days for my cousin's wedding. I think I might have mentioned that, but the trip did take a lot out of me, and and it, and it went pretty smoothly. But um, one of the things, and so this is one of the tips of mine that I had was is about knowing if you're going to be around family, um, family members, especially if they're stressful. Most of my family is not too stressful. Um, I should say no. I should, I like, I love, I definitely love my, a lot of my family and I like most of them as well. But even, even so being around them and a lot of them is pretty stressful, especially I haven't seen people in a while. So you're catching up and there's just all these social expectations in this way that can be so draining to me. Sometimes, sometimes they can be really energizing, but you know, it, it does both. Um, but so when I know that I'm going to be in a situation like that, first of all, I need to be more thoughtful that when I, when I'm adding that into the mix. So, okay. It's not only the plane rides, the dealing with getting from point A to point B, um, staying somewhere different, you know, different access to foods and things like that. So all that stress I need to plan for, but also the stress of being around people and especially family and this can be even more so depending on what your family's like or who what your visiting's like are like. Um, it made me realize I'd prefer to kind of go and visit people individually and have more kind of laid back visits where it's not all activity, so much activity. And so I think that, you know, that's important to think about. And always, always send comments or questions or tips or anything to sicklifepodcast at gmail.com, please. No one has sent me anything. I mean, there's not that many people that listen, but still, I want, I want, I want to hear something. I don't know. 
So here are some of the, um, I put a call out on Facebook, and here are some of the amazing advice I got about traveling while sick. Um, so riding with caretakers, so like having someone with you who can help take care of you, and especially someone that already knows how to take care of you, depending, especially if you have a lot of different care needs. So someone who knows what you can eat and can't eat and what you like and don't like, because so they can just be like, okay, I'm going to go get you food. And instead of you having to kind of train them on, on what needs to be done. Um, traveling insurance, that is something that I've become quite acquainted with. Uh, you should look, though, at the refund policies for a lot of different things, because a lot of times you can get your money back if you can't go um, as long as you know a certain amount of time ahead without having to buy travel insurance and go through that, that process. So I am trying to plan a trip to the National Lawyers Guild Conference in D.C., and I have tickets that I know, but I know... I got train tickets so far, but I know I can, you know, if it doesn't work out, I can get a full refund. Um, and, and that's a way, so you don't have to spend the extra on travel insurance. And like I said, I've never tried to get a travel insurance claim paid, nor have I heard of anyone trying to do that. So if you do, um, I don't know how much of a pain in the ass that is. So it might not be much of a pain. It might be incredibly difficult. And I don't know what kind of documentation you might need either. So for me, you know, when I have a flare, I don't usually see my doctor. Once in a while, I'll call them, and they'll send a prescription for me. I know what I need. I'm used to this. Um, but, you know, a lot of times when I'm having a flare, I don't call them because I know that there's nothing they can really do. So, you know, so depending on if you need notes or anything like that with travel insurance, um, I'm a lawyer. Um, I'm not – I have to do the lawyer thing. This in no way – constitutes a lawyer-client relationship, but I'm happy to help people navigate this if they want to email me. <laughs> Anything. You want to email me? What do you want? You want nude pictures? You want... What do you want? <laughs> and it's long, just email me. Um, I'm kind of joking about the nude pictures. I'm mostly joking about the nude pictures. Anyway, um, a friend of mine recommended different oils. Uh, another person recommended specifically lavender oil. So if you, you know, basically... I wouldn't bring something new with you somewhere because you don't know how you're going to react. But if, you know, basically anything that you, if you have oils or different things um, that you are familiar with and that are helpful for you, those are a good thing to bring. Frequent stopping is important. And, you know, depending on how, how you're traveling, um, a lot of people like to travel by car for this reason because they're able to, to stop when they need to and take breaks. I hate the car. I don't hate the car. I don't like the car. Um, I'd rather travel almost any other way than car, even even flying nowadays, which is hell. Um, just because I don't, I like to to not be because of my control issues. I like when I'm not in control, and I can just relax. But um, but definitely being able to stop a lot is important. Um, budgeting extra time, so that's for for everything um the airport especially if you're doing anything um if you need the assistance so with the wheelchair that they that they provide you and bring you to the gate in or um unfortunately and this is shitty but if you have anything where it's an accommodation or an exception to kind of the general rules like if you have different assistive devices that you're using and bringing if you have um, service animals, things like that, because 
the world is shitty and ableist, um, there's a good chance you're going to have extra hassle. And so make sure you build in that time, no matter, so to get to the airport or the train station or whatever, extra early, just in case there are those issues. And it doesn't hurt if you're able to, to brush up on what your rights are, like specifically, so let's say flying with assistive devices and just having something with you can be helpful if you're able to access that. Of course, for a lot of these, you know, people won't be able to access them, but um, I'm also happy to help people kind of figure stuff out with that. So, and then with extra time too, you know, yeah, with car rides, stopping, um, and extra time throughout the trip. Your things tend to take longer than people realize, and at least for me, they tend to be more, take a bigger toll on my body than I realize all the time. And so if you're going to be somewhere, you want to make sure you have that extra time in there. Uh, Making sure that your partner understands, so partner, in this case meaning travel partner, but anyone that you're with understands what's going on with you and isn't shitty about it. Uh, This is harder This is easier said than done because a lot of well-meaning people get kind of shitty about stuff. Myself included. I mean, I'm, you know, we all with different people have different limits and different needs. And we all might want to say to the other person, oh, can't you just wait 20 minutes to stop? Can't you just walk one more block? Can't you just do X, Y, or Z? Or why do you always need to make us do this? Um. You don't want to have to deal with that. You're already going to be stressed out, and you and you need someone who's going to understand and respect your needs. Typically, when someone says they need something, they usually have been needing it for a while. So if someone says, I'm hungry, can we please stop to eat? They, they What they really probably mean is, I've been hungry for the last hour, and I haven't wanted to say anything, but now I'm so hungry that I really need to stop now, so we need to make this a priority. And... Once again, if you are familiar with someone and know their needs, then this will make it easier because maybe you'll be able to anticipate stuff that they don't anticipate. Um, If not, if someone does speak up, then listen to them because we know, we know how it sounds when it's like we always need stuff and no one likes to have to do it. No one likes to have to ask someone for something that the other person might not want to give them. No one wants to do that, but... So if, if someone's doing that, that's it's a real need, and we it's a reminder for us all, including myself, to listen better to what people need. So bringing food with you, this is a really important one for pretty much everyone, <laughs> even if you can eat almost anything. I know for me, you know, there's there's different foods. Like I need to make sure I have enough protein, and other people, a lot of people have dietary limitations or restrictions or you know, interactions. And so making sure you have your own food with you that you can access and that you can eat. Um, That's really important, especially, obviously, the more food needs you have, the more, and restrictions, the more this is going to be something that you'll, you'll need to figure out. Or if you're going somewhere more remote or isolated where there isn't the access to food or if you don't have money to to buy food, but basically just bringing food can be helpful. Always having something with you, even if you don't think you're going to need it, because all of a sudden a three-hour bus ride can turn into a 
eight-hour bus ride. Uh, that's how traveling goes. And so you want to just be prepared for any situation. And at the same, a lot of people, too, uh, mentioned to me that they, one of their things they do is they research the restaurants around their area, especially people with a lot of dietary restrictions, and uh, make sure that they know places that might have things they can eat. If you need certain kinds of food, you can't just be like, oh, we can just go wherever. No, you have to know what what places are available, where you can go to actually get food you can eat. So that's probably obvious. Um, but let's see, bringing your meds with you and not in your check bag, that's an important one. Um, and make sure you have enough, if you're flying, make sure you have at least enough for a whole nother day. Um, and that's just, even if you're flying, that's just if you're flying within the country. If you're flying internationally, I would say a couple days with you on you and not in your bag. Um, because bags can get lost and also you need them. You never know. Flying, traveling in general can be a nightmare. So, um, and make sure you, you might want extra medications. I know that a lot of times I'll need more meds when I'm gone than I do at home just because I'm usually putting my body through more. And also knowing where local emergency rooms are in the area or, um, urgent care or if you depend if you need a specialist if there's someone in that area or if you know you can even ask your specialist or doctors that you know and trust if they know anyone in that area that they can re recommend you if anything happens sometimes you can uh, bring you might want to even bring medical records with you so that way there's some kind of continuity of care with the records in case you need to go see someone Um, also, with traveling, comfort is really important, uh, the finding the little bit of comfort you can. So bring whether that's bringing a blanket and a pillow or whether that's bringing, for me, it has to do with bringing extra books. So I just feel like there's a lot of different things I can be doing. Um, food, obviously, like we said, uh, like I said, we, <laughs> the royal we, like I said, Preparing beforehand can be really helpful too, like getting a massage or just being as good as you can. One of the way things, if I'm able to, is to uh, take off a day or two of work before I go too, so I can leave fully kind of at my best or as close to it as I can get. And so hopefully I can come back in better shape, but also taking definitely taking a day or two off after you get back. So that way you can get the rest in and, and get a little bit, a little bit better. Uh, some people talked to so lotion, wipes, sanitizer, things like that. Um, one person suggested a stand and pee device, so that can make it easier to go to the bathroom in certain situations, which I recommend. Let's see. Um, oh, another thing for people with eating food issues um, is that a hotel with a kitchen, so you can easy, more easily prepare your own food and knowing where grocery stores are. With some of this stuff now, um, technology makes it easier, but it's also good to have some idea just in case, especially if you're very limited. So and you're going to want to be able to um, have enough room in your plans for it to be flexible. So if you have a few big things that you that you want to do, uh, don't plan more than one in a day. For, for example, you know, like maybe go to a museum one day and spend the rest of the day just in the hotel resting or... Or whatever 
depending on your issues. Um, a lot of some people need to limit stimulation, and so uh, hats, sunglasses, earplugs, different things where you can kind of have your own little room, even if it's not a physical room, just kind of mentally, just kind of being able to be be by yourself um, as much as you can. And the last thing of the people that suggested is to just bring a lot of stuff with you, which I know can be a pain um, in terms of carrying it, but depending on how you're traveling, bringing a lot of stuff with you, just in case small things can make a big difference. For me, I know that if I'm flaring, there's certain, you know, certain clothes are better than others. Um, in terms of softness, like there's certain clothes that I can't wear because they're not soft enough. And just making sure I have enough of that stuff with me in case that's what I need to do. Um, scarves you can use for different things. I try to bring my parasol and a sun hat and sunscreen and sunglasses. And just make sure you have the things that you need. Let's see, I earlier I wrote down a couple other things that I think I mostly got through. Um, oh, the only thing that I didn't mention is um, looking and if you're able to invest in good luggage or overnight bag slash backpack, whatever stuff you bring with you to travel, if you're able to investing in things that work for you, especially if you travel more than rarely, um, is totally worth the money. For example, getting a suitcase that is easy to roll and doesn't hurt you, um, even if it costs a little more than the one that wheels are wobbly or backpacks that have the extra support. So, um, it's, you know, around your, I don't know what that's called. You know what I mean? Like around your chest, kind of under your boobs, if you have boobs, um, that can help give you support. So those are some ideas for traveling. I hope that everyone listening to this is well enough to travel at some point if you want to. There's also nothing wrong with not traveling. Um, one of the few upsides of being sick is you get to have a ready-made excuse <laughs> whenever you want, whether it's true or not, even though I would say 95% of the times I say I'm sick, I'm actually sick, other 5% not. Um, but that's just me. Other people might might be more or less honest about it. But either way, I mean, fuck, we get so few, being sick sucks so much that whatever benefits you can take from it, feel free. But always listen to people when they say they're sick because they're not like, I mean, even on my best days, probably most people, if they felt like this, would be too sick to do anything. I've just gotten used to it. So, okay, that's all. If you listen to this, thank you. I'm hoping people will come to my bed. Um... Oh, my bad. I do want to, so what I've been doing in bed lately, actually, this is something I want to re recommend. Actually, there's a really good book I just finished um, called The Girl on the Train. I know I'm like a year or two late to that party for that book. Um, the movie came out and I guess was bad. I don't know. I didn't see it, but I just finished it and it was kind of like a, I don't want to say thriller, maybe. Um, there's a murder involved, so if you don't like that kind of stuff then it's not for you. But I thought it was really good. It took a little bit to get to pick up. But I recommend that book um, if you haven't read it. All right. 